like things you don't appreciate till you don't have any more sunshine in the morning and oh yeah after work break drink friends it's laura we're back jeff and i are back here podcasting uh we remembered we had a podcast sometimes we forget but we thought we'd catch up and say what's what in 2020 so here's the episode enjoy all right what are we gonna break some drink about tonight are we recording yeah we can record so a lot's happened since we last talked it's true uh one is your american citizen yeah i'm still laura though thank you thanks uh some people have said sorry and condolences by the way is it, those your Canadian friends? Uh, no, Americans actually said that. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell them, don't worry, I get both. It's dually. Uh, in, in time for the election. Yeah, uh, not the current elections. Like we're in primary season. Yeah. In America. And, well, and, and I guess the the also the the uh, follow up of new things is you live in a different state. I do. Well, I'm kindly, I'm kind of in both states, but yes. I live in a Washington state at the moment. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I still have a house and family in Texas, so I'll be going back and forth a little bit. So you're uh, bi-coastal? <laughs> mid, mid to coast, midwest. There's yeah. a coast here, kind of. Yeah. I don't recommend it, but... Is there a coast? Oh. I guess Gulf Corpus Coast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Corpus Christi. Yeah. That's right. Um, it's a new year. Last time we talked, we were studying for this exam. Um, yeah, so I am, I'm an American. I'm a dually. I have two passports, so don't worry. I can still go back to Canada if I need to. Gosh, I hope I don't. Let's talk about those elections. So, so hypothetically speaking, if you take a trip to Europe this summer, which passport would you take? Uh, I'd probably take both. I will always travel with both, but which one will I go in on? Either one. That's. I need a European one to help me get through customs quicker. That doesn't help. It's just when okay. I come back to like Canada, or the U.S. You should use the passport of your home country. You get through the line faster. Yeah, you get through the line faster, and they also want to see if you're coming in and you're a citizen. Don't swap out the other one. That's uh, that one get get you pulled into secondary. Gotcha. Gotcha. Secondary. Okay, but the reason you're in Washington though is you got a new gig. I did. Um, I was previously unemployed for a little while last year at the end of the year, and I got a new job and I'm working in learning experience design. So I'm helping train um, customer service associates. So it's really exciting. Very, very awesome. So you, you climbed down out of the ivory tower <laughs> and you got into the blue Amazon prime van, which rushed you in two days to Washington state free delivery. <gasps> Uh, and there you are. Part of that's correct. Um, yeah, so I decided I left academia. I could more like jumped out of the tower with this parachute because that's how I rule. Um, I just felt like I needed a different change. And I did leave my job in like August. And so I was searching like in the last few months of the year and uh, interviewing at a bunch of different places. And I realized as I was interviewing, um, I really wanted to work in learning design and learning and development because that's the area I taught in forever. So how can you teach something if you've not been in the field for a while? And so right. I've been in higher ed more than 10 years and not doing any sort of learning and development or training or human resource development stuff, but I've been teaching students. So I felt like 
phony and I felt like I yeah. needed to, go to practice again. So that's really what I started looking at were jobs in that kind of area of training managers or learning designers or instructional design, things like that. So I want to talk about your your job and like the, the differences, uh, or at least the, what you're adjusting to in, in like a new world. But first I have, so I have three questions at working for Amazon. Oh, I don't know if I can answer that. I've signed some non-disclosures, so, <laughs> so go number on. Number one, do you get free Amazon Prime? I don't get free Amazon Prime. I actually gave up my Prime. We, only, uh, we have a one Prime house, but I'm not the owner of it. Oh, so you work for Amazon, but now do not have Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had Prime for a while. I've, I've quit oh. Prime. Yeah, I don't, I don't need anything rushed, or I don't need to see the TV because someone else in my house has it. <laughs> the percentage of things I have from Prime... I order from Prime is pretty small, s- staggering. No, it's large. Oh, is it? We order from there all the. It, well, it, it's a convenience thing of like it's it's hard to just go buy something simple at the store. Yeah, because yeah. by the time I get home or kids to bed and have free time, like I can order it and it'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, no, no, we get quite a lot from Amazon Prime. So uh, number two. That's because you uh, forget things and you should do things ahead. I don't. I don't need to rush anything and have people drive in traffic and do that carbon tax. That's on you, Jeff. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm contributing to the, uh, the ozone depletion, I admit. This is not a very, very economically uh, eco-friendly Choices. thing, I assuming. Um, okay. However, there was a time that Amazon Prime was coming primarily through USPS. Yes. And I was like, I wonder what percentage of all mail is, is prime. It would have to be substantial, I would think. But now they have their own delivery service. So I, wouldn't, I never even think from prime in the mail anymore. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's kind of gets delivered a whole bunch of different ways. I guess it depends yeah. on how you ordered it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, question number two. Do you get paid in Bezo bucks? <laughs> I have no idea what that is. So I'm not, not answering that. <laughs> Jeff Bezos doesn't have his own currency yet? No. Or Bezos? How do you say it? Bezos or Bezos? Bezos. Bezos. Is, that, is that part of uh, orientation? Is is getting the, the pronunciation down properly? It's not. Anyways, go on before I'm fired, please. Okay. Uh, number three, have you personally met Alexa yet? I have not met Alexa, oh. personally. And so ask what she knows about me. Probably way too much. You have one of those devices in your homes, don't you? Yeah, I hate it. Do you use it? Uh, so my friend gave it to me two years ago over the Christmas holidays and it became the device where my kids would say, Alexa, play Feliz Navidad on volume 10 over and over and over again. <laughs> I immediately wanted to take it and throw it as far as I, as I could. Uh, so it's used some, like my we have a dog that requires medication that my son's responsible for giving to. So there's like, okay. a, like alarm, like alert, like alerts set for that. Yeah. I have a reminder, like, like, you know, you have five minute warning to, to leave the leave. house. Yeah. Leave the house and timers before the house, used, before the house explodes. No, yeah, before you have to go to school. It's used like, yeah, that and like maybe streaming some music, but that's, that's. Do you listen to podcasts on that? As like no. a family? Oh. There's I like know. a brush your teeth one on Gimlet, like a two minute brush your teeth. Oh, there is. I do have uh, a local news, a, a Texas news outlet called Texas Tribune does a morning thing. And then up first has a morning thing. So I if I asked for first. the news, I could get my state and national news on there, which I probably do three times, uh, three times a week. a week just to play that as I'm fixing breakfast in the morning. 
sometimes I just don't want to know what the news yeah, my, is. So my sneakers aren't uh, smart. They're dumb, but I, I like listening to the news and stuff like that in the morning. And the yeah. other one I listen to is What a Day, the Crooked Media one. I, I haven't heard that. It's they're kind of sassy. They give like it's political mainly, but then they've got headlines, and then they kind of get fun with it. So they kind of have a good sense of humor. So I listen up first, but if I'm like I need a little bit of a laugh with the reality of the news, I go to them. Yeah, and it's uh, I have to think about what's happening in the world, and if it's something that it's honestly like kids' ears can listen to it because mm-hmm. sometimes what's happening in the world they can't. Um, my daughter got really sad that her friend was going to die because she's Chinese. Mm. Um, and I had to explain to her, it's just, there's a virus happening in China, but just because you're Chinese doesn't mean you're going to get it. And then it happens to be that she was sick and missed the field trip that day, which didn't help major matters, but, uh, <laughs> oh, no. but it, it, but just, I can't always play the news just out loud. Um, See what a day says you're going to be okay. Wash your hands, get your flu, regular flu shot. Stop freaking out. So that was the, the, yeah. the update. Yeah, no, I guess that would be scary. And I do think like, I think any, like NPR is pretty good for any other podcast will say, if you have young listeners in the room, this is not the one for them. Yeah, yeah. They, they are. Yeah. So, so I use it for that. I like, guess not connected to like thermostats and light bulbs and cameras. It's not connected to any of those those yeah, there's a lot of smart devices things. in homes that that and like other voice automated service like i never really use siri as well so like i never had a virtual assistant anywhere yeah i, I just do my own um ghost work or shadow work as they call it i do my own administrative tasks i like, tried siri when i first got an iphone four years ago five years ago when it was and it was so infuriating <laughs> that it didn't work well. I turned it off and I've never turned it on. So it, it could be improved on, but I've just never. So it, it didn't work well to find you things or did it not recognize your voice? Like someone in my house, he has, oh, a, <laughs> he has a, a tick accent. So but I didn't have the brogue. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I mumble enough to where I didn't understand what I was saying or it answered things. It was giving answers I wasn't asking for. So I just turned it off. <laughs> Yeah, I guess language processing. I have a couple friends that work in natural language processing and like how they're just getting smarter. They just keep building up it's machine learning, just building up on what they know. Yeah, that's kind of incredible. I, I do go in and and you can you can tell Siri Siri to delete everything. I do that quite often. Like delete the history. Um now that's just that's giving some trust that that actually happens. So but you can go in and delete like whatever they have recorded. But the other day they said, uh, Siri said something about like, like I can now recognize your voice and blah, 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 request. Do you want to turn this on? I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) forget everything you've heard. Yeah. And they also set a 10 minute timer so I can come in here and take the clothes out of the dryer. Yeah, I hope no one else plays your podcast somewhere else and recognizes your voice. And Siri's like, I've heard that voice before somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> or if you say, I guess if you say the A word, the A name on the podcast, then that goes crazy as well. Yeah. Bananas. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so I, 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 have you have you listened to the uh, Canadian comedy or watched the Canadian comedy Shit's Creek? I've only watched season one, which is funny. So I'm, I'm in a standard Airbnb where I live now temporarily while I find housing. Uh, P.S. Anyone has a place in Seattle? Let me know. I will <coughs> rent it or buy it. Um, yeah, it's my 
my host is watching first season. She's like, eh. and I, I only saw the first season. I said, let me know if you get to the second and maybe I'll join you. Um, because we we're, I was watching that, uh, with Farrakhan before and he was like, I don't know if this is funny. I like Eugene Levy. I like Dan Levy a lot. It, it actually is. Hera. It is funny. It's one of those things as it, as it goes on, it's funny, but not as funny because they okay. developed their, they developed like, they're not one dimensional characters. I thought the office was funny mm-hmm. when there was the underlying possibility of a relationship and less mm-hmm. funny when there was an actual relationship between the, you know, Jim and Pam. Yeah. So when they become like, like self-actualized and, and have happiness, it's, you, you feel good for them as people, but the comedy's not funny but it's still funny the reason i ask is the daughter's name is alexis <laughs> and and you would see the device like blink whenever it came on thinking like are they trying to talk to me <laughs> and so alexa would go crazy whenever whenever the show came on you're and, just trying to see if she's listening you know, to you now yeah yeah it was it was a little yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I don't have any of those smart kind of speakers. I have a Sonos, but not the smart one. Um, I still like that. I hope they don't discontinue it because you know how they try to make us buy more stuff by like going, "Oh, we're not going to keep up that speaker." Yeah. So I'm trying not to do that. Um, yeah. So New Year, what's happening with you this New Year? You've been wading in the water, and not for baptismal pers- purposes, but more for <clears throat> fishing. Yeah, we, so the Texas winter is largely my summer. We try to spend <laughs> as much time outdoors as possible. We've had a very mild winter, so we've gone camping several times and fishing and just try to go for hikes and spend time outdoors, Garner State Park and Guadalupe River State Park and Government Canyon State Park. This, those last, they're all within an hour and a half drive. That's from good. Miami. So my, I, I did not want to raise like city looking kids. I, though we are in an urban area, I, I'm from a smaller rural community and I wanted them to enjoy outdoors. And I'm delighted that they both love to spend time outside. So on any given weekend, if I say, what do you want to do? They want to go to the Guadalupe river. And so that's, uh, that's, that's great. I did. I'm doing something right there. So we went one, time to go fishing and it's it's the water's i mean it's like 50s and 60s right so it's Mm -hmm. cool but it's not like it doesn't keep you from doing anything but the water's still cold so you don't want to get in it for at least long periods of time and texas rivers are pretty rocky anyway so you need like your some keens or some kind of a sandals to walk around in so can you catch anything in that in the guadalupe uh, you, there's like, um, yeah, there is, there's fish. It, it's hard because it, because it is so rocky. You have to okay. use like top water lures or, or something like that. Uh, people, f- I see a lot of people fly fish. I think they're more practicing fly fishing than okay. actually fly fishing. Like, I don't think there's, there's no trout in there that they're going to, they're going to catch. <laughs> but I think it's, they just go there for the practice, the practice of it. But we went one time. And it was like late on a Saturday and there was no one at the river except for like, except for people fishing mm-hmm. and they all had waders on and they were in the water fishing. And my wife was like, I've always wanted a pair of waders. And like <laughs> two days later, the Amazon prime, we all had a pair of waders. And so we went camping two weeks later, used them for the first time. We used them a couple of times since then. So it's just great to go get in the water and go fishing. And so we, we've spent 
Uh, I mean, a lot's happened with you. You became a citizen, you got a new job, and you moved to a different state. Mm-hmm. Um, I have waiters. I think that's pretty amazing, though. Waiters that's, are awesome. That's pretty. They are pretty awesome. That's pretty much the <laughs> um, what's happening with me. Oh, I'm coaching a basketball team for my son's basketball team. Oh, and fun. We're in the end of that season, but uh, that's pretty much all of this year. We're trying to make a camping this weekend since we have an extra day off on Monday. Oh, so. yeah, it is. Hold on. President's Day. President's Day. Thank you. It's yes. not celebrated everywhere, but it's family day in Canada, by the way. We created a holiday a couple of years ago. Oh, that's a great day. Yeah. And you can spend time. Now it's celebrated Monday in some parts of Canada and then the following Monday. It's kind of to give people a long weekend during the, the winters and so they have a break. Um, I'm glad that you're spending time outdoors. I think I really value that. And that is like a treat. And that's kind of the reason part of me wanted to move somewhere else to be in areas like I just want to go to where mountains are or water is to paddle or kayak. Um, and I don't have that. I never had that in Dallas. Like we don't have real yeah. lakes or river. like they're all man-made and troublesome with boaters that are really bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate where I live here that within 45 minutes I can get to a river mm-hmm. and which I guess that's not, I guess that's not close for some people, but it's not it's close in Texas terms. Yeah. In Texas terms, that's very, Close. In in Dallas, you can't really even get outside of the city in 45 minutes. Um, I don't know yeah. where you'd go to actually do that um, there. So it's I, I'm very fortunate that I'm right on the, I guess the outskirts or maybe the foothills of the of the Texas Hill Country, mm-hmm. where I have close access to a lot of uh, outdoor activity, and so we we try to take advantage of that. We have stopped buying. So when you have a small kid, you, you, you acquire a lot of memberships. Like we had a mm. zoo membership and a children's museum membership and the botanical gardens, which I honestly kind of miss that one. And, and you have a lot of these things. That's how you spend your activities. And it's, it's really worth your while. As they get older, you can get the six flags and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We have, we don't have any of those anymore, but we have our state park pass. Our state, our state parks pass, which has saved us thousands of dollars probably because yeah if you go there enough then you're actually because it's like anywhere from eight to twelve to whatever yeah yeah for Um, for a day pass and for a day yeah yeah. no i think that's great um we had a few like yeah being down near austin and or san antonio is a little bit better for that dallas has some and we tried to but like i put hiking in air quotes because it's kind of like there's a little bit of a trail for like half a mile yeah. Really. And then there's a yeah. sidewalk. So, um, yeah, I know. I also like being in a place that's not flat. So there's no shortage of hills. I have to tell myself in the morning when I'm running up them and I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, this year was kind of like my year to change things up. So I'm here in Seattle and I'm new job getting settled in, figuring out what I'm doing. Um, running or training for a marathon. I'm doing the Big Sur in April. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and I have a book to write that I've left behind because I was job searching at the end of last year. So I got to get back to that nonfiction book of how do you research online learning? So yeah, that's what I'm working on. Good. So what's it like working for a corporate entity? Um... Because you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pretty much just been higher ed, right? Like you. Yeah, full time. I've been higher ed. I've done some consulting in corporate. Um, I kind of find it just interesting and a bit refreshing as a change. So as a full time worker now, um, 
So corporate looks different and it looks different in every organization. And even within that one company would be different depending on who your manager and team is. And that's something that I've learned a lot from people, um, my partner and other people are consultants and they go to different orgs and they do consulting work. And it, it, it depends on who you're around, who's the team you're working with and who your manager is. And some of the culture, right? Some of the culture from top down seeps in. So I yeah. think it's been pretty enjoyable for me. Uh, fast as ever reimbursement just for traveling for an interview uh, happened within like less than a week. Um, wow. Never had that in higher ed. Um, I also think it's, I think there's some different ways we think about things. Um, the one that I'm in, that's not as structured, like there's more hierarchy in the US higher ed system that I don't have to get bogged down with some of that. I want to have but how was the interview process? I mean, just, just from like day one, like from the time you like applied to get an interview and interview to find out, like, you know, I'll, talk about, I'll talk about any of my interviews to be honest. Like all I read is so slow. Yeah. So, so like corporate's a little bit quicker because you also work, they work with recruiters. So I interviewed for a few, one week I had four different interviews at different places. Um, and they were really responsive to get back with you in like, we'll be back in three days, five days less than a week. And they're really, even if they don't have an answer, they'll have a recruiter or administrator check back in. And um, it's a bit more responsive that also, you also get kind of screened. So instead of like when we used to hire in higher ed, whether it's a faculty or staff member, who screens it is the hiring committee. This is a recruiter that's looking at specific things on your resume that that's it for that hiring manager. And I think that's yeah. really good. Um, so yeah, I interviewed at like very different service industries, retail, um, some life insurance, and they were all just very different than having to interview in higher ed. Some are virtual, some were on site, some were a mix of both because their teams are distributed. So, and that's one thing that I will say, cause did you see that article about higher ed talking about remote work or virtual work and how they're not allowing much of that anymore like there's going to be a legislation against um, allowing distance or remote working if you're in higher ed so if you work at a university or college that does distance learning yeah then they're not going to let you be remote working you have to be on site or there's i need to look this up this was in a inside higher ed but i was like wow that's bananas why does higher ed have to be so restrictive in the u.s <clears throat> that is so i remember when i was first interested in adjunct I contacted like local universities and then I contacted Texas schools that have online programs. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how many online programs said, Oh, all of our adjunct faculty are here though. None of their students are there. And I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. Now I did <clears throat> get a position through Sam Houston, which is really um, cool. It was mm-hmm. my first time to teach online class and I really liked it. It, however, it was, you know, it's a doing online in a traditional place is sometimes hard because their uh, HR processes weren't set up for me. Yeah. So getting things yeah. signed and, and turned in, like, you know, just your, your, your normal paperwork was, was, it was literally paperwork. Cause they're not, yeah, it, it was, it was yeah. paperwork. Cause like you have to come here and sign it. I'm like, I, I'm three hours from there. I don't know how, or I don't honestly, I don't know how long it is from here. Like, I don't know how, how I'm going to do that. So, but the department, like I was very supported amongst the, my department, but the institution itself didn't necessarily have like the, all those processes in place to, to have like remote faculty. Well, companies I started applying for had remote offices. So one had maybe a 
actually dual headquarters, one in Dallas, one in Vermont, or like they're based out of Utah, but they're flexible in their work, or they're all remote and distributed. And there's this new law. So I just shared with you is um, the new anti-telecommuting policies for federal workers. And so if you work at not a private school, but at a federally funded state institution, community college or university, and um, there's been a bit of a pushback towards that when a quarter of U.S. workers, it said, this article said, is um, now dialing into meetings. So people have more options to be re- remote work, but the policies for federal workers are changing. So, and then there's a, a joke at 45 that he goes to Mar-a-Lago, and does that mean he's working from his <laughs> remote spot? So, yeah. So I just think about the inflexibility of work, and I I don't get that, and. I don't get that with any of the companies or institutions I interviewed at, like they all have an office and they meet and they team, but they all trust that people do the work and they have projects. So if they have to work from home or co-working space or somewhere else, they're like, that's cool. As long as you get your work done. Which yeah. I, I never felt that in higher ed. I felt like being present was um, even being as an online faculty member, you had to be there to really be there and working. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, I'm probably to this to the pla- a place in life where I would enjoy remote working at least part of the time. Mm-hmm. There was a time when my kids were not in school yet, where I'm like, I could never get anything done at home. <laughs> like, like it's too yeah, loud. Yeah, and it's not for everyone, right? Yeah, like, that always yeah. knock on my door. But even now, like, if I had a job that was solely remote work, like that would that would eventually get to me. Like, but if it was a hybrid, it would be it'll be very uh, appealing to have the ability to go in some, to work from home some yeah, and and just, you know, schedule your meetings accordingly. Yeah. And I think that was part of it. uh, An article I actually just tweeted out was about the isolation of academia. Like if, so I was remote in both the roles I just had, I had a campus I'd come into every now and then at my full-time faculty job, but I was virtually teaming with another group at Royal Roads. And I really liked that because I still had like weekly interactions with my team or keep people I was co-working or co-authoring with um, virtually. But then that team dropped off and I was like, oh, I'm a faculty member doing my teaching and research and that's it. And like, you have to really work to find that community or people if, and, and that's not impossible, but I, I missed having like, a, yeah, a team to team with. So I don't know, remote work is fine for me either way, but you have to have the right kind of remote office that values like collaborative cultures and they do meet up and have like face-to-face retreats, but they also, also meet regularly face-to-face like we do. And I don't know, it depends. And you have to know how to do remote work well. I actually looked at a bunch of, uh, companies that were purely remote, like um, Zapier and uh, Todoist and things like that. Like, yeah, yeah, because I thought it'd be fun to work for a company that has a really good culture of remote work, and they and they value like autonomy and letting their workers live wherever and do whatever and just get the work done. So, what's your situation there? Like, do you do you have to go in? Do you do hybrid? What is it there? It's pretty hybrid what I do. Um, so we, I, I have an office. We have open kind of co-working spaces. Um, history of their desks used to be like they were built on doors. So we all have like big desks. Um, mine's up like a standing desk like I normally did. Um, so we have a shared unit that I work in. Um, to do some of the work, I have to be there because some of the stuff is top secret. I can have to kill yeah. you if I told you. And uh, no, and some of this stuff, not really. Like it's pretty... You're, the way they structure it is you have ways to work there. You have like kind of monitors 
keyboard there. You drop your laptop, you can work, but you could also work from wherever as well. Okay. So yeah, there's not um, accountability is to projects, maybe meetings or people if you need to. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's the expectation is you're going to work through the, the different things you're working on and come and find help if you need it. And there's just different ways to communicate. I think that's, I'm more teams like, I, cause I was still working with a couple of groups um, in the fall and they do that a lot. Like, so everyone uses, not where I work now, but at other places I work, they use Slack or they have uh-huh. instant messaging or they, they're really share, shared spaces, shared drives, collaborative documents, things like that. So more teams are thinking about work um, asynchronously as well. So you don't have to be there to do the thing. I look forward to talking with you like two years from now after you've been in this culture for a couple of years. Yeah. Seeing like, is this a, you know, for your career, are you going to continue on this trajectory in the corporate world? Do you see yourself eventually going back into it, uh, an academic type setting and how you, you know, want to spend the last half of your career after doing this for a few years? Yeah, no, it's a good question. It's something I thought about. For now, I, I can't see myself going back anytime soon. Um, I might go back to teach like like you had as an adjunct or something, but um, I don't know. Well, we'll see. We will see what this future foretells. But I. But think- do you think there's a time like you're going to want to make a purchase and someone just buys it for you and you're like, I really miss the bureaucracy of having an RFP for 30 <laughs> days. And get reimbursed. I won't even tell three you months after that. Or purchasing. No, we don't have any of that. So oh, okay. no. So I don't, uh, I, I don't know how you don't have fraud then. <laughs> there's checks and balances. Uh, maybe like I don't know. I feel like you're right. Like there's a lot more handholding in some of the roles we've had, and I don't know. There's just a lot of people to report up to or check in on or have a committee to make a decision that I don't see in some places. And that's not every corporate culture, but the ones that I was interviewing at and wanting to work at, I was looking for like responsibility and ownership being taken on by the person. Um, I really wanted to be challenged and think differently. And so like, I'll say my brain, my brain's exploding in a good capacity now because I'm really thinking about new ways of doing things um, that it wasn't really just getting doing the same thing. And like, and if anyone else is thinking about that, just in general, like if you're like, why am I doing the thing I'm doing? Uh, and maybe it's financially you have to stay there, but like, I, or you're afraid to jump to something else. And I was like, I don't know. Life's too short to do the one thing forever. And you know, we yeah. won't have, we won't have the 30 year careers like our parents. So yeah, who knows what that foretells. Do you want to stay in higher ed? Do you want to think about different roles? You do I, managing people and programs. I'm open to other things, but I'm not, I don't feel like I need to do, I don't feel like I, like, like you felt like a, like a, like a, almost like calling, you felt drawn to explore other things. I don't feel that right now. I feel very fortunate that I work with who I work with and where, and where I work and, and I have a pretty good life now, but I, I could see myself, you know, within the next decade or whatever that means, right? Yeah. Three years, five years, relatively somewhere down the road of, exploring other things i'm also getting that stage in life where like if i'm gonna do something like like i don't want to like move my family when they're in high school or something like that Mm -hmm. so it needs to be probably i either need to do it like within the next five or six years or not do it at all you know for the next 10 years or something but i'm i am i had the realization recently that i'm on the back half of my career Mm mm-hmm 
and you know our our all of the things you have to think of when you're an adult, right? Like our yeah. our financial goals can be fine for retirement, and uh, though I mean I can technically retire in eight years from the Texas retirement system. Yeah, so tell, tell our listeners that banana's law, which I didn't know until I moved to Texas. Like, yeah, it's your and it's age. Diff- and it's different now. It depends on when you started. There's different things. Yeah. But like when I started, it was you know you pay into this Texas. Well, for me, it was the the teacher retirement system. Yeah, I'm in that. And too. you pay you pay into it every month, and then when your your age plus years of experience hit eighty, yeah, then that's my magic number is eighty. When's your uh, you year? Get, you get eighty percent of your highest five year average. Yeah. Right, so that your highest five year income, they'll average it out, and you get eighty percent of that for your yeah. for your income. So I'm like eight years. Um, I'm I'm about wow. eight years away. Right, so I'm mid forties, and I've have I think seventeen or eighteen years of experience in yeah. this system. So, um, My, mine is uh fourteen years, fourteen years away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's also like when my son's my oldest starts college, so mm-hmm. like I can't actually retire. I, I mean, and I, I'm not, and I'm not. Hey, one maybe, univer- maybe university will be free. You don't know who's going to get elected. <clears throat> That is true. That is true. I, and I, I'm not one that is counting the days down to retire. I, I think if I retired, I mean, that'd be my mid fifties, right? Like mm-hmm. I would, I would uh, enjoy it for a week and get bored and want to go do something else. So yeah, yeah, and that's what happens in Texas a lot. I notice that people have gone back to another career if they do retire or yeah. they retire early. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So I was future planning, and I just jumped, I jumped in my 40s at the end of the year. So I'm in the new decade now, and I was kind of like, welcome. Thank you. It's delightful. Um, and I just thought I wanted to be doing something different because um, you and I started talking 10 years ago doing this kind of thing. And yeah. um, I was just kind of like, all right, I've been decade doing certain things and I've been learning in this way. Well, how do I get out of my comfort zone and make it really awkward? And I don't yeah. know if I like, not everyone can, I don't know, not everyone can do that because, or they don't want to, and they're probably more sane for not doing that. Um, but I don't know. I just wanted to like leave before I felt too comfortable in what I was doing. And if it's easy for me, then it means I'm probably not challenging myself as much as I could be that's kind of where I was at and it didn't matter. Like I just wanted to work for a company that I knew that would challenge me more. And um, I applied to a bunch of different ones in Texas. And I know that like some other people and I was still getting recruiters calling me in the new year after I interviewed at five or six places in December. And uh, I was kind of interesting to just try something different. And I would say the biggest difference in outside of higher ed, it's not the interview, it's applying and how you actually pitch yourself. So, you know, like that CV that's 25 pages it becomes yeah. one. It becomes one page, yeah. and they it's really well that. written. Yeah, it's a yeah. one page, well written. This no cover letter, like things like that, like are some basics. Um, so there's things that I would definitely do to support people who want to transition into another role outside of academia, especially in industries. I was like my industry is in learning and performance, so they're going to look for things that you know how to do, specific skills and um, learning design. So. Yeah, I don't know. I wanted to be at a place that I could develop again. And I guess that's what I thought higher ed was for a while. And, and yeah. maybe it still is, but I just needed a break from it. I think that's yeah. it. No, that's really cool. I mean, um, you seem just on your life, you see one that's not uh, risk adverse, right? Like you went to school out of the country and you <laughs> went to grad school. Right, um, right. 
you know, and you, you've lived, you've moved around the country. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you like to travel a lot and explore new things. It seems to kind of fit with you. Um, I, you know, there's, I was one that never thought that I would leave the state of Texas because there's people up until a few years ago, like my dad never got in an airplane and, and wow. saw like, other parts of the country. And so that's, that's, that's all within his like last, you know, 10 years. He kind of explored. Wow. I always uh, thought you were I mean, the ambassador of Texas. That's why you didn't want to leave. He's uh, and and I I I I do love it. But when I went to work for University of Arizona, it oh, was yeah. it wasn't long that we were in Tucson, and it was kind of like this is it's kind of cool living somewhere else. Like where should we go next? And we really thought heavily about your part of the country now, the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. as being a, a place. And I was doing some job searches there, and then we decided that. All our families in Texas, and we're gonna have kids soon. We should have our parents in the life of our kids, and so we end up coming back. But is I, I love it, and I'm happy here, and may always stay here. I don't know, but we always do talk about it. Would be really cool to live here. It'd be really cool to go live in the mountains, or it'd be cool to live, you know, with you know by the ocean or or whatever whatever it is. And so we, it's a conversation that we've always continued, though we've been back here over. 11 years, I guess, back mm-hmm. here, but, and we're happy here also. So, and it changes if you have it, like a child. We mentally explore. Yeah. yeah. So we mentally explore, but we don't, we don't actually do that, but we, we try to see different parts of the country. We're going to the four corners of the summer um, to, to take that trip. So it's, we try Tell to people those. what the four corners are in case they don't know what this. So it's the part of the country where Arizona and New Mexico, uh, Utah, Colorado, those are the four places mm-hmm. they uh, all meet and you can stand in all four states at the same time. Yeah. And so cool. we plan to kind of like go through New Mexico and Southern Colorado and spend time there. We probably won't spend too much time in Utah, Arizona. We've, I mean, my kids have spent a lot of time in Arizona, but um, so we, we are trying to explore those places. Cool. Different parts of the country just so they can kind of see it. And I don't know, maybe one day we'll visit some place and think it'd be a nice place to live and end up end up there who knows well i'm the only one in my house that said that i have to convince an irish person to move back to where his weather was the same um so (laughs) so i i was going to a conference in seattle yeah uh, three years ago and on and i had a layover in phoenix and and then i was going to seattle and the person saw next to me saw i was reading something from the association of american medical colleges at wmc i was reading a publication so he asked me what i did and we got this conversation he's from he's from uh seattle and he went to university there and he went to dental school there. And he said, oh, I was in dental school. There was that, they had that record of like 230 days with no sun. And so he's like, so now I live in Phoenix. So uh, I have to delete this from this podcast because fear could just <laughs> listen to it. And anyone who keeps telling them, uh, yeah, no, we we're recognized. The sun is not the same. But, it, but uh, you know, I went and I was in Seattle. I was in Seattle for a week and I loved it. But it is very lovely, and everyone in Seattle looks like they're going going to go on a hike at all times. Like they're all they're already ready for it. <laughs> they're in the office you, like that. Don't worry, it's it's like that. Yeah, yeah, no, everyone, you're prepared for all weathers, as my mother in law says. It's not the weather; it's what you're wearing. So it's, that's what it's like outside. So you just got to be prepared. So um, I, I'm assuming that you've talked to friend of the friend of the podcast, Julie Larson, multiple times. Have you have you started your 
your own formal break drink now Amazon, <laughs> former higher ed now amazon employee podcast no we're gonna uh so yes i talked to julie uh we're gonna she does want to do a podcast it was going to be i think she wants to get into like conspiracy or true crimey stuff so we're we're in discussions yeah i've i've only been here a week like literally and um we have met because i've shipped things to our office like this imac and so they thought i was smuggling a small child into a building um so because it came up to her waist and uh so she has been a great help um yeah so we're, that's to be determined that's a good question uh, that was the best part of my trip to seattle i got to see julie twice we had breakfast mm-hmm. one day and then i got she toured me around the campus uh later that later that week so we we watched uh, the oscars or actually just ate snacks and talked to her, and that was in the background uh at her house so i got to see her in her new house she's like oh you've never been here i'm like no um so yeah i know i've got to meet with her a couple times uh being here and she's been introducing me some new friends as well. So that's been nice. Yeah. So uh, give Julie my love and my best. I will. Yeah. I will. Um, yeah. So this year, I guess is the year of like doing different things for me. Um, I don't know what your year is, but it's trying it on and figuring it out. And uh, yeah, that's kind of, I'm happy where I am right now doing that. And yeah. What's your that's year fantastic. about? Uh, I don't have a theme of my year. I probably should. Um, home renovations, theme home renovations. We're gonna get a new kitchen. That's uh, a my house. Big, that's a big thing. So my house has been built in 1965, and my kitchen has never been upgraded. It <laughs> is tiny and small, and um, only like one person at a time should go in there. And so it's time to knock down a wall and get some cabinets and. I like it. And do that. But yeah, we, we plan to do a home remodel in the next few months and we're working on plans and designs and all that kind of stuff. So cool. Well, yeah. here's to some new beginnings, whether it's yourself, yes. your house or whatever. Um, we'll Cheers. be in touch. Maybe I'll have a guest, a uh, friend of the pod. Cheers. Until we pod again. You can get social and chat with us on Twitter and Instagram at Break Drink. We'll always welcome love, questions, and more. Be it break drink at Gmail. Tell us what you want to hear while you take a break with us. Stay tuned for our next episode of Break Drink by subscribing to us via Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and review so others can find the pod. Break drink.